You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised. A mechanic tries to fix your car, no matter if you're near or far. Here, change your oil or fix your flat, and you'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al. What a glorious day it is outside. It's uh, indigenous summer. It is. It is. It's so pretty outside. It's great. Yeah, it's actually gorgeous. Indian summer is a great time of year. It's kind of weird. The leaves are falling down, but it's still telling me it's summertime. I got the top down, and we actually fired up the pool again. (laughs) Good stuff. (laughs) So that's good. It's a lot of fun. Today we're going to be excited by the joining of us of Trevor Hutchison from Crown. We're going to talk about how green it is to keep your car on the road versus buying a new one. Green. Yeah. You know, what's, what's, the, what's your footprint to build a new car versus keeping the old one on the road? That's a really interesting way of looking at it. Instead of the car going brown, and I'm not talking about, like, yes. the leaves fading. Which I'm We're working talking on about now. rust. I'm taking my old truck out of those pile there trying Speaking to rebuild it. Speaking of rust. Uh, Jeff Coy is on the phone, and he's talking about uh, classic cars which are not rusty. Uh-huh. There are about four or five shows around Ontario right now uh, with classic cars, and it's a great event. You get to walk around in white pants and a hat, and you get to... Uh, look at all these It's after cars. Labor Day. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> so says my wife. You know, you can't wear white after Labor You're Day. You're so right. But can you wear beige? <laughs> well, I don't know. I always get the, that's not beige, it's cream. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, our audience is away today. I really apologize. They, he's home with uh, strep throat. We wish him to be, the best and hope he gets well soon. Uh, we are also in a contest, by the way. Uh, we're giving away tickets for the Argo versus Blue Bomber game. You said we're in a contest. You said I can't. I, I, I almost won the last contest. You said, no, Al, I'm sorry. You don't qualify. Yeah, you know what? Your name did come up. On the- <laughs> <laughs> but I, luckily, I canceled it. So if you want to get on our website, davescornergarage.com. And if uh, you want to get on the phone, yes. you're welcome to give us a call, too. We yeah. got two guys here with about 100 years of uh, automotive experience. We're going to answer your questions. What are we doing that, Dave? Uh, we're talking to Jane as we come back, and I think that's it. We're good to go. So Dave's Corner Garage is on the air. Woo-hoo! Alrighty, we're back. It's Dave Redinger here with Alan Gelman, and unfortunately, our audience, uh, Steve, is not here. So uh, we're here to answer your questions. We have Jane on the phone, and Jane is calling about something she talked about before. Exactly. Jane had called in before. Jane, what's the uh, the end of the story? Well, I 
went out and we checked our tires after I spoke to you. What was the original problem for those who didn't listen? A lot of road noise. Yes, okay. Okay. Very loud. It was at the point where my husband was wearing earplugs. You're kidding. He said said it was the road noise, but I think he was complaining about something else. I I don't want to tell stories out of school. He wouldn't tell me that, would he? (laughs) (laughs) No, not not if he wanted to have dinner that night. Uh, No, we we checked out the tires and uh, took them off and looked at them, and we found where they had worn, Mm -hmm. and there was, like, little bubbles on them and stuff in the different spots. Yeah, cupping, cupping. So we went and we bought two new tires. Okay. Just put on the back to see what the difference would be. Made a little bit of a difference, not a lot. Okay. Now the noise got worse again. Oh. So I contacted my dealer where I bought the vehicle. Hang on, in just one week it got worse? Yep. Wow, okay. Yeah. And I drive it every day, so I knew. Sure. And so I contacted my, the vehicle company where I bought it yeah. and told him and said, you know, that there, there must be an issue. Why is these tires wearing down so quickly? So... They hummed and hawed with me and emailed back and forth with me for a few days, and finally they came to an agreement. We took the tires over, and we let them look at them, and he said, yes, the one was really bad, and the other one wasn't too, too bad, but it was worn. So I said, well, what are you going to do? Because this is wrong. Why are they going down this quickly within a few months? Right. So as a good gesture, they did a wheel alignment for me, mm-hmm. and I just had this done yesterday, and it's Beautiful. <laughs> You're kidding. Amazing. No noise. Wow. Just, the, just a the... really big difference. And they did tell me that the alignment was out. I would have thought really substantial. I can't say I've ever performed an alignment just to correct a noise problem, but I'm so happy that it worked for you. Now, what kind of vehicle was this? I have a 2014 Santa Fe Sport. Hmm, okay. Front-wheel driver. Wow. And, and was the alignment, did they say, was it out more in the front or the back? or the? It was out more at the back. Ah, uh, so I'm, I imagine. And what year was this thing? Sorry, 2014. Mm, and you had it since new. I bought it in April. Mm, oh, so she bought it as a used car. I wonder if was that car ever in an accident that you're aware of? Uh, it was. Okay. okay. It was hit in the rear end, and it had to have a new bumper only. They told me. Yeah. Mm. You so, know, get on Carproof. Yes. Uh, punch up the serial number. It's going to cost you seventeen dollars, I think. And I do have a printout of the car proof that they gave me when and, I bought it. And what did it show? Just the and that small accident? That there was a, an incident that the rear bumper had to be replaced. You know, it's minor. It didn't tell me much more. It just said that there was a traffic accident. But usually there's a dollar value when it talked about the repair. Was it not there on the report? Not that I remember seeing. Okay, because a lot of times they'll put in how much it actually now, costs. If it's, if it's oh, under 3000 so replace the bumper? Yeah, if it's under three thousand dollars, they don't usually report. To replace the bumper. I'm pretty sure they told me it was four thousand. Okay, so there was a report with that. Well, and then it tells me that there was more damage than just the bumper well, cover. That's what we were wondering, but they wouldn't tell us that, right? Right, yeah. right, right, right. And right. I've also had them look at my rear bumper because my backup sensors were not working. Yes. And sure enough, the sensors are gone. Oh, okay. So now they're replacing that. Under warranty. Yep. Good. Cool. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> at least they're taking care of you. Thank you, Jane. Thank you. Good stuff. And, Jane, you're going to have such a nice rear end when you're done, eh? I hope so. (laughs) By the way, earplugs are available at Lowe's (laughs) in bottles and packages. I know that. (laughs) All right, Jane, thanks for calling in, and uh, I'm glad it's a happy ending. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hmm. All right, that's interesting stuff, huh? There was so much wrong with her back end. Well, here's the reality. When you're buying a car, do your diligence. Go on car proof. Ask for a car proof. 
If you're buying it privately, which is more dangerous, you got to make sure you have what's called a UVIP package, which is used car vehicle information package, and it'll give you the information of any money owing against it. Mm-hmm. Right? You buy a car, and all of a sudden, you know, there's a lien against it for five grand. And right, we had a car on the hoist one time, and and we could smell the fresh paint. You know, how, yeah. like it had been painted the two days before, and and the used car guy said. Not to my recollection has this car been in accident. I mean, <laughs> seriously. And, and that was what they call a zipper well, car. here's something you don't know. If you've got a vehicle in for service and the owner doesn't contact you within 10 days, you're supposed to contact the police. All right? Because they figure it could be a stolen car. Uh, we used to have our shop across from the subway, and we had several stolen cars. People would drop them off on the lot and take off on the subway. So we have a car that was in for service, and the guy didn't pick it up for almost two weeks. We called the police. Turns out it was part of a kidnapping. Wow. He kidnapped his child, and he took off. Okay. They went to Disneyland or someplace. And I'm talking to the cops, and who walks up the driveway? The guy. The guy. <laughs> they arrested him on the spot. Wow. Did he have the Mickey hat on? Well, I was nice. I only charged him, I think, for, for 14 days storage. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like $500 for but, an oil change. But reality is that if, if, if you have a shop and you're listening to this, if it's on the site for more than 10 days and you haven't had contact with the client, you're supposed to call the police. I think I would do that anyway just because I want it off my lot. Well, we have stuff like in the malls, mm-hmm. abandoned cars all the time. Wow. You have to call the cops to make sure it's not a stolen car involved in crime. All right. Speaking of calling, I hear yes. our advertisers calling. We got to run. Okay, and then we come back. We're talking about Casey. He sent me an email and a phone number, but I couldn't get back to him because I was out of town. Uh, but he's got us right now. Yeah, he has a um, a brand new Pacifica, and he's what? talking about rusty rotors. When we come back, get out of here. Yes, I knew that. I remember. Well, it's close to the Pacific. At my age, to remember is pretty good. This is Dave's Corner <laughs> Garage. We'll be right back. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, we've got an exciting show. You heard that ad for Crown, and uh, and Trevor will be with us shortly. Yep. But uh, And he's going to tell us why it's green, why it's a green thing. It's green because it costs less to keep a car than to rebuild a new one. But we don't need Trevor now, then. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, we've got Casey on the line. Casey, how you doing? Yes, hi. Hey, guy, how are you? Sorry, yeah. I, I got your phone message. Yeah, that's but I, was... I figured sooner or later we'll get in touch. We got you live, right on the radio. What can yeah. we do oh, for oh, you? There we go. Okay. What is the, well, there's actually, I have two issues. But let's start with the one. Uh, rotors. Uh-huh. Go up north, park the thing, come home from the well, from company, wherever we were, 11 o'clock at night, get up at 9 in the morning, take a look at the rotors, and they're or walking past the car. Yeah. They're friggin' red. Yeah. Red? This, this like, I mean, I don't think that's Corroded. normal. It's called morning sickness. That's what I see. Yeah. Uh, well, this has happened more. Now, uh, I have uh, another. This is the Pacific I'm talking about, 17. Right. My town and country, okay, the 11, it's not rusting. And it's parked right beside it, one beside the other. You know, I wonder if, if the value or the, the, the cost of the rotors has been brought down for, as far as the manufacturer is concerned. They're probably but, sourcing them differently. Because, yeah. you know, as, as much as you know, people talk about me, my car is a Chrysler, my car is a Ford, my car is a GM, yeah. they outsource parts from everywhere. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's understandable. But, I, you know, this is kind of, it's not only wearing out the, first of all, the brakes to replace them are going to be an arm and a leg. Right. But, you know, the amount of, uh, that little bit of rust, that puts a lot of big damper on the pads, too. So, you know, they're not going to last half as near as, well, as it, normal, right? And Well, it's not that the pads won't last. What happens is that metal gets embedded in the pad. Yeah. And you end up getting squealing brakes. That, that's exactly, yeah. 
So I oh. definitely would go back to a dealership. Well, I city. went to a, a dealer. Well, I'm not going back to the one. Originally, what happened was I bought this thing at uh, North York Chrysler. Yes. A question. Sorry, are both vehicles, like, were they both kind of brand new? Or had one uh, maybe had one, the brakes changed? My, my town and country, they just did the <clears> brakes. <throat> I just replaced the brakes. This is an 11. I replaced the brakes, um, I think, in March. All right. Okay, uh, after seven years, which is fine. Okay, well, no, but some I'm, what I'm guessing at here is 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 were both rotors from the same manufacturer. Uh, they both were done by Chrysler. Okay? Well, so by the dealer, right? Original, so I don't know. I, I, they were supposed to put in the OEM or whatever, okay. original equipment. So they did. So on the old one, they're fine. They're not rusty. But on the new one, uh, and this happened, like some, one of them looks really bad. And the other issue is one of the rotors in the back. Mm-hmm. It looks like half an inch on the outside. It's not even touching. Oh. So it's either a malfunction. The rotor is not flat. It's a pad problem. Or... Something else, or no. the brake is not the, the pad is not touching. You're right, and then that's what it is: is the, the pad is not working properly. Um, you have to. This is why we tell people, and and they don't like to listen, but the brake should be serviced at least you know every six months it's to a, a brand year. New car. It's a brand new car. I bought this in July. Uh, well, then I would take it back in and say, hey well, guys. Well, when I, I called the dealer, I went over to not not the North York. Oh God, I'll give you the second issue there. I went to a different uh, Chrysler dealer. Right. And they said, no, this is nowadays it's normal on the brakes. But somehow I, I just kind of don't like how to – I may have to call Chrysler and see what their you opinion know, is on there. In the aftermarket, we usually repair damages or, or, or failures that the original equipment manufacturer doesn't want to address. For instance, in brakes, you can buy brakes that are coated and they will never rust. You know, so yeah. if you've got a high-end Porsche or BMW, you yeah. can buy these coated brakes. They're not a lot more. And and you can put them on, and you'll never see any rust. And I'm thinking yeah. maybe that's what happened to your first Chrysler, is that they put those brakes on because they ordered from the local jobber, right? Uh, so, yeah. So I would definitely go back and... and, and uh, well, this is not a cheap vehicle. You're talking uh, almost a $70,000 vehicle. Wow, I didn't think it was that much. Wow. Yeah. Well, 65 by the time you get through with uh, the bells and whistles for it, 65 put your tax on top of that, you're talking over 70 You know, I have more respect for them now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice vehicle. Uh, the, the toys are fantastic, mm-hmm. enjoyable. Uh, there's an issue with one of the toys, but that's why you could fall asleep, set it for home, and it will get, drive you home, eh? Interesting. So, so, you know, to cut you off, and I really have to because yeah. we're kind of running out of time, yeah. but yes, contact Chrysler directly. I asked them to send out what's called a DSM. DSM? DSM, District Service Manager. Every uh-huh. area has its own service manager from the factory who deals okay. with the dealership. So Perfect. you want to meet them there. And if the solution is buying brake pads from another manufacturer and brake rotors from another manufacturer, that's what you want to do. If okay. you cannot get satisfaction after seven tries, all right? Okay. Then you go to what's called CAMVAP. Seven yeah. tries? Seven yeah. tries. You got, you got yeah. to do it seven times? Seven times. Okay. So you've already done it three times. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So right. make make note of that. Okay. Now you got they got four more times to get, make you happy. If they cannot, you go to CamVap. Yeah. And they will make find a solution for you. Fantastic. All righty. So Thank it's CamVap.ca. Thank you. All righty. Interesting stuff. Yeah, it's frustrating. You know, when you go back and you go back and and they give you the song and dance. You know, and the other part of it too is that they're also charging. Like, so you, if you go back under warranty, right? Your car's under warranty. Yeah. A lot of the dealers are turning around and saying, if we don't find anything wrong, you're going to have to want, be the one to pay for that inspection. That's right. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Mel Brooks is a good uh, – I love Mel Brooks. I watch his stuff. Um, uh, what was it? Some of his shows I can't remember anymore, but they're so funny. So he was on television the other day, and he's telling a story. He says, a guy walks into the library, mm-hmm. and he says, 
give me a hamburger, fries, and a Diet Coke. And the woman looks at him all, all in shock, and she says, excuse me, sir, this is a library. He goes, oh, give me hamburgers, fries, <laughs> and a Diet Coke. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Already, garage doors wide open. Glad to have you back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. By the way, get on our website, davescornergarage.com. There's all kinds of information there, including the entry form for our contest to win a set of Argo tickets for October the 23rd. Red line was a what's the 50 yard 50 line? yard line 50 yard line and they're worth a thousand dollars really yeah that'll go along with your with your 20 dollar pizza and your 12 dollar beer i was gonna say <laughs> then i'll get you a hot dog and a beer uh on the phone with us is our good friend uh trevor good morning how are you sir good morning david morning alan good morning i don't did you hear our last caller casey he 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 said his rotors were friggin red i wondered if you know friggin red what was he talking about you you, you <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, he was talking about rust. Anyways, <laughs> so we were talking in the green room, and Trevor says an annual respray is a must. Of your it, car. It, yes, it, it absolutely is. You know, probably one of the, let's say, top five questions we get uh, from, from consumers is, do I need to do it every year? And... And it, it's it's a little bit surprising sometimes when we look at the price we pay for vehicles yeah. uh, to think that we, uh, you know, we would not uh, maintain our vehicles, you know, to to the proper degree. That guy's uh, minivan we, before you was seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, I'd buy a house. Well, you know what? And we <laughs> we had a car in on Friday with no 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 kidding. Um, it came in for a gas leak. I smell gasoline. And the next thing you know. It was about eight hundred bucks because the fuel lines were rotten, and 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 as soon as we touched the fuel lines, of course, the brake lines all they get broke. Get crispy, yeah. And uh, in fact, the lady said, "I wish I would have known. I would have rode off the car." See, yeah, yeah. it you know, and it, and it's it's simple, and a lot of times, you know, we try to to help people, uh, you know, educate them on you know not just. Uh, the need to do it, but why they're doing it. And that's part of the reason when we started the company that uh, we were very big on trying to put windows. You know, at the time, we didn't have, you know, video monitors to show people what's going on inside the shop. But we wanted people to understand, because most of them, like you're saying, Alan, never go under their own vehicle. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you don't see cars with holes at the bottom of the fenders much anymore, but certainly underneath the mechanical components, components, which are even more important than the body, they're rusting at the same speed. You know, actually, in the winter, they never see the right side of their car. They buy gas and they leave. And the spring comes, and we, as like Alan and I, we would wash the cars when they come in for service. The guy goes, hey, you scratched my car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it, you know, it, it is interesting with, uh, you know, when we when we look at it, we look at the the investment portion. But, you know, much like, you know, good mechanical maintenance. And that's you know, that's what we always compare it to for consumers is that, you know, you're doing the, the crown to protect the body. It, it's the same if they came in and said, well, you know, I you know, when was the last time you went and got your your engine? Mm -hmm. you know, checked or, mm -hmm. you know, your tires rotated, you know, usually we find that, that, that our, our core customer is that sort of maintenance oriented 
person. And it's funny because we get, especially this time of year, because from September to December, we probably see 60 to 65% of our retail business for the year. But we have people that that have vehicles that are 12, 14 years old on the road. And these vehicles look gorgeous. They're in great shape. Well, we do a lot of wholesaling. And if it's got the plugs from your company, the, the car brings more money and sells easier. Yeah. When it's when it's untouched, you know, you can tell a car that hasn't been serviced. Well, you know, but, perfect example because you know so many people nowadays have have switched over to leasing, right? Yeah. But but what you're saying here is that even if you're only keeping the car for three years, um, and maybe you don't care about it down the road, it can make a difference to what you're going to get for that car when you go to trade it in. Eh? Yeah, it does. It does. It, the it conditions better. Does. Now the other thing, Freeman's always told me. Uh, it's it's more economically, as far as the environmental is concerned, to keep your car on the road rather than replacing it. Yeah, and that that this is something we're really excited about. Is that over probably the next six to nine months, um, we're going to be uh, releasing a series of of. Uh, whether they're going to be some form of an infomercial or documents about this. But we've been working with the University of Windsor on an environmental study on the impact of vehicles, primarily vehicles that prematurely go into landfill. And and, and what the, the university's kind of angle on this is taking a look at what kind of environmental impact is putting, you know, uh, the metal, uh, all of the perhaps fluids, uh, rubber, all these things that impact from our vehicles that prematurely are wasting away. Just dump. And because we really believe that there's that there's a story to be told on the environmental side that if we do a better job of maintaining and we can extend the life of vehicles, you know, properly, that we're not adding to the pollution of the environment, we're actually helping it. You know, my pal Phil Edmonston in his Lemonade books was always writing, when, when people would ask, you know, about buying an electric car and how that was going to help save the environment, he would always say, if you just keep an old, reliable car on the road, yep. you know, you're not making a new car. So you're not spending money by doing that, and you're not throwing, you know, something good into landfill. So You know, some of the things I, I noticed lately as I'm aging is that when I was younger, a car was basically a status symbol, and now it's not. It's treated more as an appliance, and and the younger generation, the millennials, don't even want cars. All they want is transportation. So it's it's an interesting conundrum here. Like, do you buy a vehicle and own it for the rest of your life? You could do that. They did that earlier. Or do you just don't buy a vehicle at all? It's it's an interesting problem that you in in the maintaining business and we in the garage business have. Yeah, it, it, no, it's so true. And, and like we've seen, uh, you know, in, in kind of our growth as, as a company, the fact is, is that, you know, our business continues to grow, you know, 10, 12% a year right across the board, you know, which is telling us that, you know, more people are understanding both the, the economics, uh, the environmental impact, and just the practicality at the end of the day for them that of the clear advantages they get in doing good maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Even like even the fact that you've got it and we take it apart, it comes apart. We don't have to heat the bolts and, and, and cut the heads off and drill out the, the, the studs. I mean, it just comes apart because it's wet. It's good. 
Yep. Which reminds me, I need an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh, can we give away a rust proofing for the second half of the show? Yeah, please do. Let's uh, let let's get them in. This is uh, although okay. we're we're still in in summer weather. Uh, the the fact is is that uh, this unfortunately will not last. Uh, no, 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 no. Just another month. So. Boo, no, boo. All right. <laughs> I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, gentlemen. <laughs> so the next bunch of calls in the next half hour, we're going to give away a rust proofing from Crown. You'll get a coupon in the mail, and everything will be happy forever for the rest of your life. So your car will be shiny and and not like Casey's friggin' red. Yeah, but can you believe yes, it's it twenty? It will not be friggin' red. Seventy-two thousand dollars for a minute. Event. I can't believe it. I'm shocked. Wow, that's a lot of effing money. You can buy a Cadillac for that. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back with your calls right after this. Thanks, Trevor. Have a great day. Hey, we're back, and the phone lines are ringing off the hook. Yeehaw! Uh, by the way, I just want to talk about something while uh, Sebastian gets all your phone numbers. Um, with all these hurricanes, Ida was one of them. Harvey, Irma. Harvey, her Harvey's in Texas. They lost almost a million vehicles. Wow. Now, they don't lose these vehicles. What they do is they refurbish them, and they end up back in the marketplace. Well, the insurance company's a business, and they sell them because they're trying to get some money back. That's exactly right. So when we had uh, Andrew, mm-hmm. uh, they had a whole pile of this stuff show up here in the Canadian market. So if you're buying a car within the next four or five months... Be very cautious. It's not a U.S. flood car because they're out there. And what they do is you wouldn't even recognize it. You can bring a flood car in and clean it up in 15 minutes. You wouldn't even know. The problems happen a year or two later when all the wiring has turned green or the computer has failed or the, the, the mold has come out. Exactly. Somewhere. So you got to look for telltale signs. First of all, buy from a dealer. So at least you've got some recourse. Um, you want to look at a at a car proof report, yes, and make sure that the car hasn't come from the states because it'll show you that right then and there. Yep. And uh, and if and if you're buying it privately, and for example, the odometers and mileage, so you know it came from the United States. Right. Make sure to no, take it. No, some of them are electronic. You can just switch them over. Right, but at the yeah. same time, take it into your local garage and have them check it. You know. Well, here's it only some of takes the things. Minutes. You know, you can pull a door panel back and look inside. Well, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, check for things such as. Flooding debris of soil or something in the floorboards, lift the floorboards up. Look for odd things like weird in weird places, pulling out the spare tire where the pressure sits often accumulates with water and frequently is overlooked those things such as headlights. Exactly. So, pull, up, uh, pull up your, it doesn't take much to pull up the back seat. And if the water is migrated in there, guaranteed it's going to leave some sand and dirt. Let's talk to Dan from Woodstock and he's got a comment about junking cars. Yes, I do. Go ahead, okay. sir. Yes. Uh, how you doing, you guys? We're doing good. How about I yourself? I listen to your show all the time, and you guys get some really good stuff on here. But I just had to call today about this episode I've had with a 2001 Ford uh, SE that I bought for my wife. Uh, it was owned by a, an elderly lady, and she uh, kept it in a garage. She uh, took it in every time it needed any work done. It had 112,000 kilometers on it. My wife had a little fender bender back in July, mm-hmm. and I've been fighting with the insurance company. And... Uh, they said there's $3,999 damage to wow. the right passenger's door and fender, and they want to write the car off because the car, they say, isn't worth that. Now, my wife has still been driving the car, oh, wow. and there's nothing wrong with it. That uh, I took it to a couple of body shops, guys that I know that do the work, and I, I've had old cars for years. I have a 73 Olds Omega. I have a 2006 Honda with 260000 on it that still looks brand new. Um, 
They said they could fix this thing for $1,500, but the insurance company wants to jump it. Could you, have, you could cash out on your policy, but they'll discount it. Oh, yes, yes. Right? For sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I've had to do because I, I found another car. I found a, a 2001 Cavalier for her with 26,000 kilometers on it. Well, which, one, which way do you want to go, though? I mean, Well, I, I was trying to keep the Ford, but I just thought that it's hardly worth the, the, the hassle of fighting with them. But they, they, won't, they won't pay me out on the car and, and let me keep the car. No? No. Oh. No, they have said they do not do that anymore because they have found people fix these cars up, and then they get in an accident later, and they find that they've tied the bump around with tie wraps and stuff and uh, mm-hmm. all this other yeah. stuff. So they won't do it. And I said, it just seems a shame that we are throwing things away that are absolutely good. My wife has been driving the car. We just took it off the road because we found this other one now, and I've settled with the insurance company for X amount of dollars. But I feel like uh, the insurance companies and the body shops are all in cahoots because there's no way there's $3,999 damage. Let me tell you two stories. Story number one is you're absolutely correct. They don't want the liability and it's an older vehicle, so um, has it been rusted? Is there areas of, of, of structural damage that they're not involved with? So they basically want to get rid of it, and, mm-hmm. it's, and it's cheap to get rid of it. Now what happens with the car is it goes to an impact auto auction. Yes, yes. All right? And some other body shop is going to buy it for 500 bucks. Yes. put a used door on it, and it's going to go back on the road. Oh, for sure. But they have washed their hands of it. They All right, but it'll be a different insurance company handling it now. Yeah. So they yeah. won't even know, you know that anything happened that yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. So that's story number one. And, you know, I took it in, and I had the alignment done on it uh, with my mechanics and stuff, and they said, you know what? This thing is it's, it's really good. You just have to fix that uh, dent that, that dent in it and yeah. pull that uh, fender out and stuff, and it'll be just fine. Well, but, uh, where it's going is it's just like cell phones. They want you to swap your cars out every three or four years. I know. Because you want the latest whiz-bang and all that other stuff. So <laughs> this is a shame. You know, it really is a shame when you, when you see stuff like this happen. Well, I always call it the great equalizer of the economy. <laughs> With cars and cell phones and anything electronic, as soon as you walk out the door, kiss 50% goodbye. Oh, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But I, I'm of the belief that... Uh, I keep my vehicles. I crown them every year. My 2006 Honda, I keep getting comments like, oh, is that uh, 2016 or 15 or something? I said, no, it's a 206. So we've got to run you. The, the music is off. Have we got your phone number? Uh, I don't think so, no. Well, hang on the line. We'll get your phone number. We'll get you a crown service on your new car. Terrific. Uh, I'm going to give everybody a crown. What the heck? <laughs> All right, Dad. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Hang tight. He's going to get your number. Alrighty, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're back on the phones. We're gonna talk but, to Jeff, no? Yeah, Jeff Coy is next. We're gonna talk about all the auto shows that are around Ontario. Some really nice stuff, and we'll give away some more crown services. Auto show. It's not my money. I don't We care. ought to go. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Okay, we are going to go quickly to the phones. We have Jeff Lant from... No, no Jeff Coy. <laughs> Jeff Coy from Lant Insurance, a specialty insurance broker. How are you, Jeff? Good, good. Uh, thanks for that, uh, Alan. Alan, can't we just change your name to Jeff Lant? It's so much- no, no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We were on your website, and you have listed all these car shows that are around Ontario. Uh, you're part of the Haggerty Car Family. So there's yeah. a Haggerty Car Family Car Fest in Stainer. Yes, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a great day up there. And, uh, yeah, bring the family out, check out some uh, cool classic cars. Is this a great time to buy a classic car? 
Uh, I mean, tomorrow is going to be great because the sun is shining. Anytime is a good time to buy a classic car and, and call us for insurance. Well, that's what you do. So, so let's yeah. talk first about that. I always, I always look at a classic car as an investment. I mean, you know that it always has value. You can enjoy it instead of stick it in the bank for 1%. But at the same time, it's not a car that you drive every day. It's not right. your daily driver. So right. why right. get daily driver insurance when you don't need to? Well, exactly, exactly. And, yes, it's, it's a tangible investment that you can, you know, have fun with. And, um, yeah, the use of the car is just not to be your daily driver. You want to take it out and, you know, pop into a store, go visit friends, you know, go for an ice cream, just cruise around. That's what it's all for. And, you know, our rates are typically 40 to 50% less than regular car insurance. Well, what the heck? You're only driving it half the time. So it's great that you only have to pay half the amount of money. Jeff, how does it work? You actually come to an agreement to the value of the car? We do, yeah. Yeah, so we uh, we have tools that uh, uh, we researched what the current market value of the car is. And it's based on auction results, private sales um, across North America, and the condition of your car. And so we have a discussion with you about the condition and uh, look at some pictures of your car, and uh, away we go. We agree on a value, and you're guaranteed that value if it's uh, your covered total loss. So now if I've banged up my uh, 29 Rio, and uh, yeah. obviously it's not a lot of parts around for that, what happens? Well, we have, uh, again, some resources to those source parts. Sometimes it takes, it takes a bit of time. Or there are companies out there that uh, manufacture uh, old stock oh. parts, um, so we, you know, get it back as, as much as we can. And the collector car hobbies is uh, really a great group of people that, that work together, you know. And you can, it, it's very rare that we can't find a part for a car. Um, what is hot right now? What 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 is hot in the market? What is hot? Um, Porsches. Wow. Okay. I yeah. like those. But what years are you talking about, generally? Um, it, it varies. Mm-hmm. Uh, late 60s, early 70s, and uh, some early 90s. So air-cooled models. Yes, yeah. So air-cooled yeah. Porsches, where you want to put your money. I've seen some of the early ones, like the 356s. They're close to $100,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some that uh, get, get crazy, and uh, but there's some that are affordable right now, and uh, that's what... That's what uh, where have you put my money? Because it's uh, it it's the shift is changing to you know uh, we're getting a younger demographic into the hobby and uh, they're buying those eighties uh, and nineties cars that uh, that they grew up with. Well, and, I think uh, I'm still servicing you know. the nineties cars <laughs> <laughs> as daily drivers. Will we ever yeah. see Japanese cars as uh, collector cars? Japanese cars in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, certain models. Sure, certain like models. an old 240Z, for example? Yeah, exactly. That would be a classic yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, but uh, I mean, all these these Fast and Furious cars around, they're, they're just basically like big lighters. They're, you run out of gas, you throw them out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did. We've seen a, a surge in the, uh, you know, the uh, the right-hand drive. Uh, yeah. Japanese cars, the Skylines and things like that come in. And um, we, we do insure some of them, but they have to be a certain age and... Uh, a certain criteria because uh, we we we're not in the tuner business. Okay, uh, we just looking at classic cars that uh, you know are are not uh, not not the tuners. Now, one of the things we did mention is that on your website, landinsurance.com, there is a section where it tells you where every one of these auto shows are. You you yeah, guys are yeah. really up to date of what's going on. Um, yeah, our events page. Uh, we work 
uh, hard on that to, to keep that up to date. And it's great. It, it's got all the cruise nights and car shows. So during the week, there's multiple cruise nights. You can just pop by, usually at a, a local mall, and uh, come see them. And some of them are, are gotten just crazy. Uh, you know, they're getting three, four hundred cars. Oh, wow. Yeah, especially on a night like tonight. Like, it's such a warm, Mindian summer night. It's just so great to take your gal out and and, uh, have a soda and some chips and a little bit of cholesterol and (laughs) take your pills. And away you go. But I used to love that. Especially, you know, it's funny. We go down to Florida, and there's a lot of classic cars down there. No rust. Everything's beautiful, and it's it's really a great experience. Land Insurance, uh, how do we get a hold of you guys? Uh, or 1-800-461-4099. And you still have your contest on? We still have a contest on. Refer a friend. And uh, you're entered into a contest uh, draw to win a trip to the Barrett-Jackson in Scottsdale, Arizona in January. That's Whoa. an experience. That's, that's where a... you can find a classic car. That's Yeah, that is, is very cool down there. And there you'll see cars that you've never seen before down there. It's, it's really good. All, All right, right, Jeff. Thanks for joining us. Have yourself a great weekend. You too. Thanks. And wear sunscreen. All right. We're going to have to flat rate. Look at all the cars we got lined up. All right. We are going to get to your calls right after this break. Just a reminder, uh, if you're out on Monday night, uh, the uh, Street Classic Cruise is available at 1608 The Queensway at the East Mall. George has been doing that for over 100 years. Free admission. Uh, Free admission. There's vendors tables for 10 bucks. Nice way to spend a Monday night if you don't want to watch... Dancing with the Stars. And I think the weather's still supposed to be good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Let's talk All right, to, let's uh, head out to Kitchener. We're going to talk to Howard, who's got a Ford Fusion that won't stop too good. What's going on, Howard? Uh, hey. Hey. How are you? Good. Great. Thank you. Oh, good. Um, I've got a 2010 Ford Fusion. Uh-huh. And, like, first thing in the morning, if I start it up and re- put it in reverse and reverse, the brake is pretty hard. Uh-huh. And then after it's warmed up, it's uh, back to normal. Okay. And I took it and got it checked up. They told me probably the booster is gone. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So you think uh, that a booster on the 2010 would be gone already? Uh, like I took it in the Ford, and they said uh, they never had any problems with the booster. Well, I, did you take the car in and ask them to check it? Uh, well, I had a mechanic check it, and he said the booster is gone. I think you want a second opinion because it, it's very easy to test a booster. Yeah. But if you're asking my opinion... And I guess that's why you called. Yes. When you start the car cold in the morning, um, the idle is much faster than what it would be when the engine's warm, right? Right. And because the idle is faster, the engine is pushing the car harder, and you have less vacuum at the same time for that booster. So that backing up in the morning is only because of, again, that extra speed, um, and, and that's why it won't stop all that good. Okay. Because the first stop that you get to, let's say you only drive the car two blocks and you hit the brakes. The right. brake, brakes feel fine at that point, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, then, you know, a booster can't come and go, all right? Okay. If, the, if, the hole, if there's a hole in the bladder of the booster, it makes a it's, noise. It's going to make noise, but it'll leak all the time. Yeah. Well, on, on your car, if the booster's leaking, you actually the idle will be higher than normal. Uh, right. Well, the idle is normal. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like it goes back below a thousand. Right, but when you started first thing in the morning, it's probably up around fourteen or fifteen hundred right. RPM. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So I again, um, have you had the car forever, or you just got it recently? Uh, no, it's about seven years now. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, the other thing you could do is back the car into the driveway and see if that helps you at all. How good are the? How old are the brakes and the and the rotors and the material? And uh, just been replaced uh, last year. 
Okay. All right. But that's all right, too. Yeah. yeah, I would suggest it's probably normal. Because if a booster's leaking, you hear a hissing noise. Uh, no, they and don't. and uh, you can't bring the idle down. The idle is always running because yeah. it's getting false air. But okay. again, the, the brake booster test you can do whether the car is hot or cold. Okay? okay. So I would go take it to another mechanic and say, you know, by the, can you just check my my brake booster and tell me if you feel something funny or not? It's okay. very easy to diagnose. Already? Okay. Thanks. Hey, do you You're want some rust proofing? Sure. All right. Well, you hang on the line, and we're going to give you we're going to get your phone number, and somebody will contact you next week. Okay, thanks. It's a good deal because now right, you know you can back up, but you'll be smooth. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what a guy! Um, there was a company in this in England that misses the Land Rover. Uh, the Land Rover actually stopped producing the car, and this company is investing mi- millions. Actually, I think the number is six hundred fifty million dollars to recreate the Land Rover. So. To, to fill a need for people that still want it. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of wondering, why would you stop making a car that actually sells so well? Well, because they have other models. The yeah. company's still in business. They want to push, right? Yeah. So the Land Rover was a basic Jeep vehicle, so right. they start producing it. And the second thing is in London, Uber has been kicked out in London, yeah. England. How come? Uber may find different ways to get home from pub night. Why? Uh, they're, I guess, competition from mm-hmm. the black cabs. And they have a system there called minicabs. Right. Minicabs is like a private cab association. It's kind of like an Uber. Right. But it's you phone them up and they send a guy by and they pick you up. So Uber is still going to operate because they're going to obviously uh, appeal this to the courts. Mm-hmm. And that will take years. But there you go. So another one that's that Uber shot down. And I have to tell you, I enjoy Uber. I use it all the time downtown. You do, eh? Yeah. Well, when you think about it, especially, you know, um, in fact, they're increasing these, uh, you know, the fines for people who are drinking and driving or yes. driving inattentively. Um, and, and and parking costs so much downtown. It's 30 bucks to park downtown. Right. And it's $14 to take my wife and my friends to, when we go, we went and saw somebody at Princess of Wales. Mm-hmm. $14, they drive us right to the front door. We get out like we're millionaires. Right. And uh, when it's time to go home, you phone it up, the guy picks you up. Really? Yeah, and so so convenient, and they're clean, and their people are very nice. I have nothing against Uber. I think the taxi industry dropped the ball because the cabs are not clean. Mm-hmm. They're they're just dirty, and they're they're worn out, and it's they got to sharpen their pencils. I they're hope we don't have a bunch of them outside honking their horns. Well, I got on. friends in the tow truck business. So I'm safe. Want to thank Jeff Coy from Lant Insurance. Yes. I want to thank our friend. Uh, Trevor Hutchison from Crown, who was nice enough to give away a few sprays. And uh, remember to go to davescornergarage.com. If we didn't get you on air and you have a question, you can reach us there and we will answer. Uh, It's davescornergarage.com. Enter the contest for the Argo tickets. And second prize is a full set of Salem tires for your light car or truck because this contest is presented by Salem. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the sun. Drive safe, everyone. Yes. And keep the shiny side up and the greasy side down. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Who cares about the clouds and we're together? Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. Happy trail. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.
This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.